I'm the strawberry. And I'm the biscuit. And, and this, this is the Steven Universe, Universe Podcast. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Anna. And I'm Swathi. Last week, we watched the pilot of Steven Universe and the first episode, which is called Gem Glow. And uh, moving on for this week, we just watched Laser Light Cannon and Cheeseburger Backpack, the second and third episodes, which were very fun. We'll be talking about these two episodes and breaking down all the things we loved. For all those who are watching Steven Universe for the first time, um, don't worry about it. We're going to save all of our foreshadowing and fan theories and everything like that until the end of the episode, and we'll give you a heads up before we do that. Um, so watch this with your friends if you've uh, seen this seen Steven Universe before, or uh, listen to the first part if this is your first time. And welcome, because it's a fun show. So, what happened in the first episode? Uh, in the second episode? The second episode. First episode, <laughs> first episode tonight. Yeah, uh, so the, uh, the second episode is called Laser Light Cannon, and it's about a mysterious eyeball that appears in the sky. Mm-hmm. And Steven and the gems have to figure out how to get rid of it because it's creeping them out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so Stephen goes to his dad for help uh, to find uh, his mother's laser light cannon. To, to shoot it out of the sky. Yeah. And save the day. So what happens in the third episode? Uh, third episode, which is Cheeseburger Backpack, which uh, is a fun recurring bit that starts here, um, is Stephen gets a cheeseburger backpack, and it's very exciting, and he wants to go on an adventure with the gems. Um, so they agree to let him come along to place an idol on... Um, lunar lunar space... No. Lu- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we just watched this episode. We just watched um, uh, the, the temple. Lunar Sea Tower. And he placed the item on top, and it saves the day, and they have to get through a lot of challenges and obstacles to get there. What were some of the things you really liked about these episodes? Well, uh, the introduction of Greg's dad, who, when I first started watching the show, totally assumed was a deadbeat dad, but turns out to be a really great dad, as you'll see. Yeah, um, that's a good point, because he starts off, we just meet him, and he's living in a, like, camper van, or just a big (laughs) I think it's just a van. van. Um, And we haven't met him before, he's not living with Steven, and so he does kind of have this feeling of, like, what? why are they separated? What's the deal? Yeah, he also lives in a van, so it's, like, what, like, and he's a failed mu- musician. Yeah. And he just seems very sort of sketchy at first, but he's the sweetest guy. You know, I think one of my favorite parts in this one is uh, Stephen finds some of his old music, uh, and, uh, again, he's a failed musician, and he has just all of his music in this big storage shed of junk, and Steven finds it and starts playing it in the car, and Greg looks very embarrassed <laughs> that his old music is is kind of resurfacing, but Steven loves, loves it. it. And it's the sweetest moment of just a kid thinking that their parent is the best person that exists. Um, which relates to what we said last time, which was, you know, Steven is such a well-written child mm-hmm. because he acts like a kid. And I find a lot of TV shows have a hard time writing child characters, that they seem more like adults or teenagers. Um, 
I also really like the song itself, which is called Let Me Drive My Van Into Your Heart. Yeah. It's so tacky, and I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, Steven does have a lot of kid moments, like when he's when he's looking for the laser light cannon in Greg's storage shed, he, he straps on a flashlight and ties a rope like he's going splunking and climbs through. And I remember so distinctly having that feeling of being a kid, and you go into somebody's garage of just like treasures and you feel like you're exploring and and they caught that feeling really well also his dad starts telling him how he met his mom which i feel like yeah, is such can. a it's 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 a really sweet parent moment where it's like yes dad i've heard the story a million times but dad still wants to tell the story yeah and uh we we find out a couple of things about his parents like they met at um one of greg's concerts she was the only person who was there. Uh-huh. And we also learned that uh, Stephen's, almost kind of a throwaway line, Stephen's mom, uh, loud motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> we learned that Stephen's mom gave up her physical form to, for Stephen to be. They, to exist. Yeah, they yeah. don't really go into it, but it is the first kind of mention of Stephen's background. They also, uh, the gems also mention Stephen's mom and say, oh, if Rose were here, this would be so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how, like, that feels for Stephen. I know they go into it later on, but having, having your mom give up her physical form for you to exist and then having people complain that she's not around. Yeah, and th- but there is a really sweet moment with that when they finally get the laser light cannon to shoot uh, which by using a phrase that Stephen and his dad share, which is really sweet because you know that it was an important kind of cute thing that his mom and his dad shared. Yeah, I think it really shows how much she loved him. Yeah. That the code to make this cannon shoot is something that he always says, which is, if every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. <laughs> which is so cute. <laughs> um, and It's it, so dad. It is. It's a very dad kind of thing to say. And it shoots these beautiful beams into the air that are um, sort of the form of uh, yeah. the form of Rose, because we saw a picture of her, too. And they're, they're shaped like her. And it's you can tell everybody watching is almost moved to tears. And so you, kinda, mm. you get that there is this big emotional kind of gap there. Just a quick thought about that scene. Um, when the eyeball draws closer, the whole city is bathed in this, like, beautiful like red light and Mm -hmm. the the colors are really beautiful and uh, I love that Steven Universe has uh, is very like versatile and shifts in in its colors based on the mood and lighting very easily I I think it's so beautiful yeah yeah that's something that it has that sort of geode feel of like if light shines through a certain gem it kind of casts that on the world around it which they do throughout the series in, with different kind of colors. Hmm. Um, I also like, you were talking a lot about the storyboard design of this, this this first one, and I noticed the second one too, where it has a different feel than some of the later episodes. Um, I think that their faces are more uh, very, they're, they're very expressive, but in a way that their eyeballs grow really big or like, you know. Yeah, especially in Cheeseburger Backpack, I was noting, like, a lot of different rapidly changing eyes. Yeah, I think that all depends on the storyboard artist for that episode, um, for sure. Yeah. Every artist draws them a little bit differently, but... Which yeah. I don't know that I really was critical of noting the differences until we sat down to do this, and, and just watching it, you're like, oh yeah, that looks 
right. so different. Distinctly <laughs> different from the newer one that I just watched. And um, yeah, it's it's cool to see different artists have like slightly different spins on the same character design. Yeah. And then Cheeseburger Backpack uh, <laughs> is, I think, one of my favorite uh, of these kind of these kind of goofier one-off adventures because it's just Stephen being a kid but doing a big mission. We get to see sort of gem world a little he's bit. He's very resourceful. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really resourceful kid, and all the uh, and the gems support him so much. Like at the end, they're like, "Well, what are you going to do to solve this problem?" Like they're right. so oh, excited. Yeah. He messes up the whole mission <laughs> because he forgets the uh, the, the, idol. Sat, the idol at home. Yeah, which is also a kid thing to do because we we watch him put the idol into his backpack and I then go think, and put a bunch of stuff. Did we actually see him put it in? We saw I him thought, take it. I thought we did, but it also it it, it just was made ambiguous me think of a kid who like yeah is dressed and has his shoes on and they turn around and they've lost everything and you're like <laughs> how did you do it like it was I just handed it to you yeah. where did you, you put it you had it uh, and it also is telling of how the gems don't really understand human culture that they wouldn't think to ask him I feel like it would be such a mom thing to do to be like okay you packed up all your stuff but did you bring the important thing right <laughs> and they didn't ask him they were just like okay let's go <laughs> yeah or also just one of those simple kind of thinking is they ran into these sort of larva, what, what were they called? Yeah, them? shrimps. The shrimp, yeah. Gem, gem so shrimps. These gem shrimps that are like this little infestation of bugs almost. Yeah. Um, and they're dangerous. And so Pearl comes up with like a complex plan for them all to like, you know, fan out and take them down. And then, oh, yeah. You were noting that she uses her like holograph for the first time. Yeah. Um, so her, her hologram. Per, yeah. She has her gem on her forehead and she can project like images. So. When it comes to showing Stephen, kind of showing Stephen worlds, or like she'll use them a little bit to show him things that he's never seen before. But in this one, she she did it to project the the battle plan, and then Stephen just threw food out and, <laughs> and distracted them. And I was like, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I have to say, I have to note because uh, I didn't say it last time, but one of my favorite little bits of Stephen animation is the uh, the star eyes. Oh, yes. Which comes up a lot. Like, it's just kind of their thing. And it makes me happy every time I see it. Yes, Like, it same. always conveys such emotion. Yeah, and it's it's so unique, and I, I can see it. I can see when people do it in real life. Like, they're, they're just beaming, and you can see their star <laughs> eyes. And I think it's a Rebecca Sugar thing, because it was in the pilot, too. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's so... I love it. I like that little <laughs> extra bit, because you can see so many... They, they have really expressive faces, so people are really sad or really excited or really um, curious. But then when you add the star eyes, it adds that, like, extra bit where you, like, you feel it in your gut. Yeah. And so whenever Steven, so whenever a character does it out of joy or out of being touched, it's just like, <gasps> I feel it. Yeah. It's, it's iconic of the show. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, oh, so one of Steven's toys is shown i forgot what it's called um it's like the vomit guy <laughs> yeah it's like upset summer yeah and and i love all of steven's toys and all of steven's like weird uh like his the tv shows he watches and uh even cookie cat from last last time they they put some some like thought into all of these um all, all of this media that he consumes that it's kind of realistic but it's also very like Steven Universe, and it's, it's all very 
goofy and yeah. offbeat. And I, and I enjoy it so much. Like, he has a minor spoiler alert, but he has, like, this bear that's that's an MC, and he and he calls it MC Bear Bear. And it's like, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> like, it's a kid. You give him silly names. I, I know. Yeah. It's so cute. But, like, all of his toys are just so unique and weird, and uh, and it's something that I really love about this show. It actually made me think I was... I was watching Ant-Man the other day, and the little girl in that reminded me of, like, a Steven Universe kind of moment, because uh, she gets a toy for her birthday, and she just goes, it's so ugly, I love it! And it's just, that's, yeah, that's exactly the kind of toy. Just yeah. like, oh, it's so weird. I'm yeah. gonna carry it with me everywhere. Um, we were talking a little bit about how each gem has sort of a different relationship with Steven, where Pearl seems kind of like a mom, and, mm-hmm. uh... Amethyst is more like a sister. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, yeah. I think, especially in Cheeseburger Backpack, because uh, the, the um, laser light cannon is a lot of Steven and his dad, and the gems are mostly freaking out. Um, but in uh, in Cheeseburger Backpack, we get to see a lot of their interactions with him, especially in sort of a guidance kind of situation, because there's kind of taking him on his first mission. It's a little bit of a test. Uh, and so... There's a lot of Pearl. She does most of the talking, and we get that kind of, like, she's the one who's always, whether it's nervous talking or instructional talking, she's always very uh, on it. And so she's... And including, like, giving him a history lesson on gem history. And... Yeah, which she seems to just totally nerd out about. Like, she's so cute. She's a big old nerd about anything gem-related, and she just wants to tell him all about it because it's so exciting. And it's, it's part of his history, and she, she says that at one point. She's like, right. I want you to be excited and learn about this part of your history. And, yeah. and we get a sense of the scope of it, because they say that this, they've been around for hundreds of years, and they, they saw this spire when it was in its heyday. Uh, and so we kind of get, we're getting more of a sense of that these, the gems are these, there's so much more than human, and we're still kind of scratching the surface of what they've experienced yeah and like what they are that's the thing uh I remember back in the day when we didn't have any answers and we were questioning everything we would be like why doesn't Stephen ask like any questions like what what is that eyeball in the sky and like how come the gems were alive a hundred years ago what's up with that he never asks he's he's just like yeah okay (laughs) yeah it does a good job of get letting you learn different things about uh, about the gems and about all of it without expositing, even though though sometimes they will they will actually exposit and just and give them like a history lesson, but it'll be at times that it makes sense that he's asking the question now or that he's learning about something at the, that particular moment or that he's just not interested yeah. <laughs> because he's a kid and Ex- he's focusing on everything. Exactly, else. it's not it's not um, as a viewer we don't start in the first episode and they say here's everything you need to know about this situation. Uh, we're, ju- we're plopped in in the middle of his life, so he knows some things, but hasn't spoken about them yet, and, or, it's, or he it's, doesn't know things. Yeah, it's or, his yeah. life, so he hasn't questioned it. You exactly. Know? And yeah. so you kind of, you, we'll start learning things as new developments happen. Um, oh, oh, we do get new characters, though. We get Fry Dad. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, and Philip and, Philip J. Fry, is that his name? Yeah. No, that's that's uh, Futurama. Totally no, messed no, that no. up. Um, <laughs> oh. Something Fryman. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the pier that Stephen near, lives near has a little, like, fry stand and some other kind of beachy shops, and 
Oh, and uh, him and Am- Amethyst like hang out and they go get fry bits together. <laughs> just the bits. Um, and we see just the hint of some of the other townsmen, but uh, we're they're starting to kind of introduce you to... Ooh, and Jamie the Mailman. Oh yeah, Jamie the Mailman. He's... I, actually, I didn't even remember that he was introduced so early because he does have a bigger role to play later on, but we don't see him for a really long time. And he's like... What's a wacky sack? <laughs> and but we don't really know anything about him. But, yeah, so you know, kind each, of branching out. Yeah, each character in the town ends up fully fleshed out, and I oh, didn't yeah. think that would be the case when I started watching this show. We'll really learn about everyone's lives. Yeah, but oh, going back to just teaching styles, it's hard not to think of Pearl as sort of a mom character, just because she resembles. Uh, she's more, maybe more anxious, but she kind of resembles my mom a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Of just that kind of wanting to kind of, you know, wanting to always be informative and always make sure that you're doing things the right way that they're supposed to be done. Like Pearl is always just kind of like, you have to do it this way because that's the way it's done. Pearl really reminds me of my boyfriend, Wilford. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can Um, see that. (laughs) For those of you who haven't met him, he's very, uh, like he geeks out about stuff and he'll just go on and on whether people are listening or not. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, yeah, Amethyst always felt very sisterly. Amethyst is uh, from the start, the character I related to the most, yeah. uh, just how messy she is and how she just eats a bunch and just like makes fun of Steven. And she's always roasting him. Like, <laughs> and, um, there, uh, speaking of which there's a scene where, um, they're all on the warp pad and, uh, Steven's gut is sticking out and she's like, suck it in, Steven. Like, and it's never like she's making fun of him, really. It's just like, Steven, like your tummy's sticking out. Come on. <laughs> yeah, these two episodes, you really get that, that ribbing relationship. Yeah. Because Laser Light Cam, you have uh, them pestering people for fry bits together, like, yeah. like little kids. And then uh, in Cheeseburger Backpack, she's just kind of like, hey, you got a thing in your backpack. <laughs> well, the other two are trying to train him and trying to... Take it more seriously. Make, yeah, make sure that yeah. he doesn't get hurt. She's just kind of like, whoa, let's do another wacky thing. <laughs> it's it's interesting how Amethyst and Pearl are really opposites almost. They're on different ends of a spectrum. Yeah. Where Amethyst is just like, wee! And and Pearl is like, rules and logic and blah, blah, blah. And Amethyst is like, do the dangerous thing. Yeah. And Pearl's like, you'll get hurt. And like Steven just like jumps off a cliff at one point holding on to two sweaters and Amethyst is like, woo! And uh, Pearl is like, was so worried about him. Yeah. And and Garnet is just quiet, as usual. Yeah, Garnet, Garnet's very chill. Uh, seems to always... At this point, too, she seems to be sort of the backbone. She'll let them goof off, and then someone will actually need help, and she'll just step in and do it. Yeah. Uh, which is a really cool character to have. Like, Steven is kind of on a roll, and he's he's passing kind of lots of obstacles in his Steven-y way. And then, and then he can't pass one. And so <laughs> Ben Garnet steps in and is just like, done. I got it. Like, I got you. So I remember... Early on when watching this, uh, that I always thought of the crystal gems as head, hands, and heart because of where their gems were and how they behaved. So oh. Pearl Pearl is head and Garnet is hands and Amethyst is heart. And so um, Pearl is always thinking about what to do and Garnet is always doing. And Amethyst just 
is just having fun. All emotion. Yeah. And that's, uh, I really like that. Yeah. A lot. And, and Steven's in his gut. Yes. And, and, and Steven goes with his gut. Uh, though I feel like he's a lot of heart. He is a lot of heart, which is why they're like such bros. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and another fun fact, because we keep referring to Amethyst as his sister, Rebecca Sugar based Steven off of her brother, uh, her little brother, Steven Sugar. And Steven Sugar actually does the backgrounds for this show. Um, and she actually mentioned that she wrote um, the Crystal Gems as how she behaved around her brother, the like ways she behaved around her brother. That makes a lot of sense. That's why it feels so realistic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was just the kind of ribbing and poking, but then supporting when you really need it. Mm-hmm. And they, that's a good kind of family dynamic. And it's fun to see. We haven't, we haven't seen a lot of interaction between the gems and Steven's dad, but it, it is now that we have met him and have seen their kind of separate living situation. Uh, it's a really cool thing of, okay, how does this dynamic really work? How do they all get along or what's the relationship to each do other? Do they all get along? Exactly. And, you know, we know, we did, we know that Rose loved him, but we don't really understand their relationship with him. Because she's a gem and he's a human, and how does that work? Yeah. We know that they met, but that's all that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think that's really interesting because they I don't know that he really had – he might have exchanged some words, but he didn't really have a conversation with any of the gems. We haven't seen them interact in any way. Yeah. In fact, at the very end of Laser Light Cannon, his van is, like – being pulled away by the ocean <laughs> and they kind of don't do anything he's like i live in there and they're just kind of standing around <laughs> okay what do you want us to know about it yeah yeah uh so yeah it's a it's a really good uh it continues to be a really good introduction to these characters i think uh wilford actually mentioned that some of these early ones um don't don't always make somebody want to just dive into the show you know, because I think a lot of people are brought in by friends who are gushing about how amazing it is. And yeah. you watch the first couple and you're like, well, what's the big deal? And It, it is, seems like an average kid's show. Yeah, almost. it is much lighter and kind of fluffier in the beginning. Yeah. But again, I think that's because you really have to just kind of meet everybody and then and then see where it goes. So yeah, if, if it's, any, yeah, it's setting, it's setting the, the, like, setting the stage for the story. The story hasn't really kicked in yet. The overarching story. Like you said, like Steven hasn't really been asking questions yet. And yep. I think once he starts trying to learn about stuff, then we start getting into it. Yeah, because um, right if now you he's are, just doing what he does. Yeah, if you are, if you have just started watching and you're not really into it yet, uh, don't worry, that's normal. <laughs> because this show does, doesn't really get going in a very, uh, because I think it is a really wonderful science fiction, but you don't see that yet. No, yeah. it's just it's just goofy. It's cheaper backpacks and and, and magic. <laughs> yeah, like not so much science. I feel right. Um, so yeah, so hang out with us and we'll talk you through it, and then and then you'll be hooked in no time. Yeah, you'll be one of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything more to add, or should we jump into some spoilers and such? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, for those of you who have not listened past Cheeseburger Backpack, we're going to talk about uh, some things that we noticed, that things coming next. Um, so if you're signing out now, uh, you can follow us on uh, 
berrybiscuitsu for Steven Universe on Twitter. You can email at us at strawberryandbiscuit at gmail.com. Tell us things you like, things you maybe had a reaction to, uh, anything you want to share or pictures you want to post or whatever. We love to spread the love around. And, and if there's anything else you want to hear from us, we are so down to hear about that, too. Yeah, we're two episodes in. We're, like, new at this, so yeah. send, us, <laughs> send us your big thoughts and, uh, and watch the episodes. Share it with a friend. They're fun to share around. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. Okay, so. What are your thoughts? Um, first off, just some huge foreshadowing bits. Uh, the eyeball. Nobody ever explains that in this episode, but it does come back. It is a spaceship, we do find out. And um, it is sent by the gems to spy um, on Earth and to check in on what's going on. Yeah, because uh, when it breaks apart, it's de- like it, unless it's just a coincidence, it looks very definitely like Ruby, like product breaking apart. I, I think I, I'm not, I don't remember because it has been a while uh-huh. since I've seen, but I, I remember Peridot mentioning it um, and saying like, uh, oh, you must have like broken my eyeball. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, also all the spaceships are body parts, <laughs> like the hand, the big hand. And the right. And it's an eyeball. Um, so that was a huge thing. Also, the laser light cannon is one of four. And we see the other three in a later episode. Mm-hmm. And now they know how to fire it, so that's cool. Right, they have the password. Yep. Um, um, <laughs> what else? Uh, um, we also have, you were mentioning with Garnet. Oh yeah, there's some foreshadowing foreshadowing of future vision, which is like extra future vision. Uh, it's very meta. But uh, yeah. in, in Cheeseburger Backpack, she often seems to know when things are going to happen. Like she says... It, um, I, I I detect that there's some structural. What, what did she say? Structural damage. Um, damage. Or, or, um, she'll see that and, and Stephen then, is about to fall off a cliff. Exactly. Or that if they jumped, they'd be sucked down into a whirlpool. Mm-hmm. Or that a wall was about to explode in water. And Stephen doesn't question any of this, by the way. Uh, he's just like, okay. And we didn't either. Like we didn't. That's at, so at least true. Me, I didn't ever question that because Garnet's just so cool and badass. That you're like, yeah, of yeah. Course. She knows. She knows. What's up. <laughs> she always knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, she she really is such a team leader. You yeah. can tell. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I was noticing a lot more is just the star animation, just uh, star drawings on everything. It's yeah. a big thing, but it's like a motif, right? Just on. On all the gems, of course, and then just various things that they have or various things around town. Um, but also really noticing in these ones the diamond pattern that it shows up in all the animation. Like the stars are shaped like diamonds. Um, the little sort of like light particle re- reflections that mm-hmm. kind of show up are all diamonds. It's um, very, it's a... It, it was everywhere. Like once I looked for it, it was like the windows, um, like even when... Uh, Greg like, winked at Steven. It came out at its little like diamond wink, sparkly kind of sparkles. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I feel like is totally influenced by anime. There's definitely some. I I think Rebecca Sugar mentioned being influenced by like Dragon Ball and stuff. So yeah, a lot you can of see it. A lot of the music cues or facial like kind of freeze frames are yeah uh, anime styled. Yep. Uh, um, super cutesy. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was surprised that 
when Garnet was so when you see the eyeball at first, Garnet starts throwing Amethyst at it and <laughs> yes. to see if Amethyst will just like break it by by bashing into it. So um Garnet just like picks her up and chucks her at it over and over. <laughs> and uh she like falls into the ocean and gets washed back on shore and then Garnet throws her again. And I was kind of surprised that she didn't um transform like shapeshift into like a like a ball or something. I feel like she's done that before. Uh, where they throw her at stuff and she's a ball. Yeah, um, it feels like they, in this first one, because we hadn't learned about uh, shape-shifting, because we hadn't learned about fusion, they kind of, they were working a little smaller in their yeah. in the way that they were trying to, they were, they were definitely setting up that the laser light cannon took it down, yeah. but in later ones we see that they have a lot more artillery yeah at their disposal (laughs) yeah um they totally they totally could have made opal and like shot arrows at it like right but But we haven't learned about any of that yet so they couldn't really show their hand yet yeah um just just yeah amethyst yep just splat i mean on the eye uh, instead of forming alexandrite let's just throw (laughs) amethyst at it (laughs) it's probably doing something (laughs) This is episode two. We can't we can't fuse yet. So right. quick, throw amethyst. <laughs> uh, though we do see, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Pearl's hologram powers. Not the extent to which she can use them, but yeah. right. Yeah, we only see we only see her being able to kind of project images. Yeah, right she now. kind of beams like little yeah images onto things. Yeah. So there's still a lot to come, and we're slowly learning. A little bit more about the extent of Steven's background and some of uh, some new relationships in his life. Like his dad is going to be a huge one. Yeah. So uh, it's it's cool to kind of start meeting him, even though he does look like very differently animated to me looking back. Yeah. Like he said, he's kind of just a big thumb. <laughs> his face is just a thumb. Oh, yeah. Um. But he, yeah, he kind of blossoms so much more into this. Like, he's still bumbling in the later ones, but that's not his only character trait. Yeah. Which it he, kind of is right now. He does seem kind of like a goofy comedy character, which I, I feel later on he's such a beautiful parental figure and such a great, um, like, what's the word? Support system? Uh, no, mentor. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Like, I was, like, thinking, like, Yoda and Dumbledore. What's that word? It's, it's mentor. Um, he's he's such a great mentor to Steven. Yeah, he's a dad. And yeah. he's, he's a good parent. Um, he's such a good parent. I mean, uh, when I saw this episode and I was like, why does he live in a van when, like, his kid lives in a house with these, like, three ladies? Uh-huh. What? Like, and then later we find out he built that damn house, like, with his own hands. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the things he does for his kid. It's, again, this show gets really into cool, just relationship dynamics, and everything is the most functional it can be at almost almost every level, um, while being completely, um, you know, the two-parent household. Oh, thing. yeah. Instead, you uh, have nuclear. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, this absence of nuclear family while being, like, super functional. Yeah. And healthy and... Supportive. There are no nuclear families in Beach City. No. Uh, I, I mean, Connie, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Connie's... But Connie, Connie and her parents live outside of Beach City, a little bit outside. That's true. Um, but 
Connie mm-hmm. is the only person in the town that has two parents. Two parents, yeah. <laughs> uh, the pizzas and like Mayor Dewey has has his son Buck, but they don't. Buck doesn't seem to have a mom, and Sadie's mom is oh, there. Oh, uh, Lars. Lars is a nuclear family. That's true. Yeah, that's I, right. I totally forgot about Lars. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, they have everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lars. So good. Uh, so many things to look forward to. Yeah, I'm really excited. So now that we've gotten on a roll, uh, and because some of these episodes are a little lighter, we were thinking that we we're going to do three episodes next week, uh, next Friday. And uh, so the ones coming up next are Together Breakfast, Frybo, and Cat Fingers, uh, which is a lot of new information coming at you. Yeah, it's, uh, it, thanks for listening, and see you next time, I guess. Yeah, uh, feel free, again, tweet, email, all that. Uh, and tell us any thoughts you might have and look forward to seeing you next week bye